0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of MSP Community Live, where we talk about all the most important conversations and some of the least important conversations happening in the MSP community. Uh, I'm Raricini and joining me, as always, sometimes, most of the time, (laughs) is Kyle Spooter with an amazing dude. Are you going to like Century 21? Are you going to be a real estate agent? What are you
1: looking Uh, at? I uh, I feel the need to dress up. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I get to to hang with you.
0: Now I feel underdressed so. uh, wow well, i mean that's for your audience to decide that's true i mean to be fair you are a very prestigious person holding a position in a one of the largest communities in the msp space i think it's something like a msp geek and there's uh, some kind of conference yeah. coming up something like that Uh, Uh, yeah, it's a little, this is a little get together. Little, little get together. Just five, six, 700 of our closest friends, uh, in Orlando. Um, how are you feeling about that? It's, it's four months away. Um, it's,
1: it's, that's an interesting question, Ray. Uh, because (laughs) this time last year, like literally the January 19th, 2023, we had yet to had a contract signed with the hotel. We had announced the conference. But we hadn't sold tickets we haven't really put together a whole lot uh so i don't know how to feel because i don't know like we've we've had we have a contract signed we've been planning we started selling tickets in november uh for early bird they're still available uh and and so it's like i don't know how to feel right now because i have i i
0: i I get it yeah it's (laughs) it's it's you know it's it's you've accomplished more than we did last year right like by Mm -hmm. this point you're far more prepared than last year doesn't change that it's coming soon and you feel like you should be stressed maybe like i know that's how i feel (laughs) that's exactly
1: how i feel um i feel like nothing is done yet a lot has been done so yeah thanks phil
0: what you call it? Yeah, he's got you as the uh, the sequel for uh, what you call it. The What was it? This mask with Jim Carrey. I thought you looked like Alan Edwards a little bit, just a younger Alan Edwards oh, from yeah. uh, Eureka Process. Eureka
1: Process, yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'll take that comparison.
0: Very handsome, though. Yeah. He's a smart He's a good guy. I mean, I, mean so, I also take the mask because, you know, I get to meet Jim Carrey and, you know, I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> that's so. true. And Cameron, uh, I forget Cameron's last name. Yes. But MSP Geek Con, the 19th through the 21st, tickets are on sale right now. Uh, and this was last year. This was a fun picture of everybody uh, last year. So, But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to... <laughs> Cameron Diaz. We're here to talk about uh, the community and all the conversations. Um, have you seen anything? I'm completely unprepared, so I'm looking for uh, it right now. See, I knew i was going to be a guest on
1: today because you asked mm. nicely uh and so i i have a couple of things uh, that I, nice. I would like to talk about uh okay from the msp i like it
0: i'm bringing that up right now um, um and this, this is, is why you're i mean you know let's see here what do we got we have let's share this tab we have centralized security platform uh you want to read it off for us Sure.
1: Uh, a friend of mine runs an MSP. He approached me last year to see if I could create a project for him. Uh, spoke to him and a few others in the business and showed interest. So I'm curious on feedback. Uh, and he came to R M S P of all places, Reddit of just in general of all places to ask for feedback, which is interesting. Uh, Excuse they also, me,
0: sir. <laughs> there will be I said Reddit. Reddit.
1: It's not just. It's not
0: R M S P. It's just. I a... I know exactly. It's you a, said <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, I Anything mean, <laughs> you submit is with uh, a grain of salt and yeah. uh, you know a fair warning. Right. So. Right
1: okay he wants to build a security platform uh that has an edr dns uh hardening and logs for three dollars per user um my first thing is (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh there's a lot of there's already a lot of companies in the space that do everything he does uh And none of them do individual things for $3 a user. Uh, So doing all of that in an effective platform that actually works.
0: uh, Even Huntress would occupy most of that $3. Yeah.
1: um, Like, you can't do ED. There's no no way you can do proper EDR unless you're touching. Like, you you can't. Like, you you have to source... microsoft or someone like that but you have to pay for that as a vendor
0: you can't just and they, and I they by they, dns he means dns filtering right which yeah. that's not happening natively like the edr stuff or the mdr uh, i would yeah. say mdr or edr huntress and any vendor i'm just using the stuff i use huntress and uh microsoft defender you're under three bucks but that doesn't accomplish dns filtering Nope. Um, that is a problem SIM. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, log storage in log general storage. is yeah. going to be,
1: because uh, I, 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 I don't know if anyone's looked at their event logs on their own
0: computer lately, but that's a lot of space for event logs that windows does. I believe every Windows scammer in India has actually absolutely looked at your event logs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. Okay. So let's talk and we're talking here security costs, we're not talking (laughs) tools, we're not talking RMM, PSA, blah, blah, blah. security costs. And I would argue this is still pretty basic in my opinion. Um, I'm gonna extend hardening to include allow listing, right? Um, There's tons of vendors that do that. You can do it natively in Windows, requires a lot more configuration, but you can do it. Um, Actually, okay, let's go back. If we said DNS filtering and used an open source tool, there are open source tools you can use for DNS filtering Mm -hmm. that would keep your costs down. It would raise your management costs, which I'm sure $3 a user is not looking at, but I will step back and say, you can do DNS filtering without a paid product. Um, I'd argue you do probably
1: every single one of those without a paid product. I'm sure
0: there's an open source tool for each, uh, except for storage log. I mean, you gotta pay for storage. You can light up gray logs. Yeah, then your your cost of storage, right? and, yeah, I mean, you can just store that on USB drives. That's what we all do. No, I'm kidding. It's um, safe. It's safe. But, but then I see this is still missing. So one of the big points I had last year in security was our SaaS apps, right? Shadow IT. It's so easy to sign up for a trial for something. You don't need admin permission. There's really not a good way to block that. Um, so monitoring that stuff. you That, to me, is a bigger security concern than saving your logs. You know what I mean? Like... And the reason I say that, I know I'm now going to get every security person on the, in the channel yelling at me. Um, I would say that because your EDR is looking through the logs in addition to other stuff and has its own logs. Your mm-hmm. DNS filter would have its own logs. Um, but as they're doing stuff in real time and reporting to your RMM, the historical logs have less value at that point. You can um, see they went to
1: the website and DNS, but you don't know that they... Signed, signed up, up for anything
0: right. uh, or, you know, have an account now. Right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, I use um, John Hardensing, saying uh SAS management, I think is a current name, but there's options. There's a ton of options yeah. out there. It's not, uh, we're not arguing one vendor versus another. Um, but I, I just want to point out that's missed from here. And I think that's far more important to me than worrying about DL. Oh. And you don't see email filtering here, here either right? Like, I'm more worried about email filtering than I am about DNS filtering. Um, yeah, I, I also I mean, have concerns with taking an open source product,
1: merging three open source projects, or just all like if you if as a business, right, as an end indiv- like, a, as a company as someone who buys products from other businesses, if they took all open source products and just smashed them together to form their product, I have concerns about that. Because at that point, it's not, they're not experts in that section. They just took someone else's expertise and added it into another person's expertise. Like, they're good at merging things, cool, but what happens when that has a bug? Are you going to fix it? Like, you don't have the expertise in that, in DNS filtering. You don't, you have to either learn it, which is going to take time, and then your product has has issues. Like, there's a lot of, like, overhead and stuff that's not calculated uh, or, like, assumed right? Because there's a lot of like, when we think of a Huntress or of uh, a ConnectWise or Kaseya or whatever, we don't look at them as individual developers who have put products together, right? Right. We see them as big conglomerates with a bunch of people who we may or may not like depending on the time of day. And the 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 expertise that comes with putting together this package, so to speak, uh, the they may have started at open source, but they've already gone through the problems of uh, dealing with, their finding an expert and they may have hired an expert at that point, right? Because they can now afford it because they've, they've worked to it. And
0: I don't know that I would trust my MSP. To and that's like that. kind of my point, right? Like I know I can do, like you said, I can do all of these things open source. I can't manage them, keep them up or improve them for cheaper than what a vendor is doing, generally speaking. Um, like you said, the vendors are looking at his business. They're hiring a certain class of employees, whether that's developers, whether that's security analysts, whatever. Um, and even if they're going for the cheapest thing possible, they still have to make their product usable and productive, right? Like they still have to make it where something they can sell um, and it's not going to get them torn apart on geek or reddit or anywhere else mostly um so I, I don't know most msps that can say that like you're saying um that's no different than the business thing right like i've always said the difference between a vendor and most msps is and i'll count myself in that most msps we started doing this because we we're good at it we saw an opportunity to have fun and make money and so we did it um there's not a lot of msps that started off with a business plan um, uh, most vendors, most established vendors at last start off with business plan. Um, and I think there's something to be learned there. You yeah, know what I mean? Cause usually it takes additional capital to put together
1: a vendor and that's oh, yeah. going to require going to banks and banks aren't just going to give you money because I got a good idea. You want to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried that it didn't work it didn't <laughs> go ask your developer friends hey i have an app idea i bet i can make a bajillion dollars
0: you want to oh wanna yeah, be like, yeah let's go well, do it for equity yeah yeah <laughs> so, right uh it's a bitcoin game <laughs> yes I, i'm gonna start paying my employees pokemon it's pokemon bitcoin. but for pokemon. msps That's uh, that's, I think we just designed the next conference shirt right there. Oh no, wait, actually I think Finn has one, has a Pokemon one. Um, speaking of conferences, that's one of the things I wanted to cover besides MSP GeekCon, obviously, but, Mm -hmm. um, conference season is starting. Um, you and I have both talked to MSPs about why they should attend any conference, what conferences they should attend. Um, I was actually listening to something, uh, Marvin B's podcast, um, this week and he spoke to Kelsey, uh, ship, I always forget her second name, Lackland, I think, um, over at Cyber QP. And she was talking about how she attends conferences. And uh, she goes into it with a plan of what she's going to do, what she needs to accomplish. It's, it's a work thing, right? Um, so while she'll do, I'm paraphrasing, uh, and go watch the Marvin B podcast. Excellent. It's on my regular rotation. Um, but while uh, she's going to the stuff, she's usually going to bed earlier than maybe you or I have stay up till or you know what i mean because she's got to be up earlier um and so i think that maybe we should talk a little bit about like how to best extract value from conferences um and maybe use that as the light to that we shine on the conferences to determine which conferences we should attend right um because you're in the position where you can't i think henry tim's probably the only human on the planet that goes to every single conference ever um the rest of us mortals, we have to pick and choose. So, how do you pick and choose what conferences you go to besides MSP GeekCon, which is obvious? Um, that's a good question, uh, and I think there's there's two sides
1: to it, right? You have the vendor sponsor side, and you have the attendee, generally an MSP consultant side. Yeah. Um, and the vendor side, uh, I can easily see your position in said company who's sponsoring affects what you could do. Uh. Uh-huh. For instance, as the CEO of OIT and the owner of OIT,
0: you can have someone else go to bed and get up early and run the booth, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I, well, uh, keep in mind I have to pay somebody else to do those. Yeah, things, right? absolutely. Like yeah, it's right. not a it's
1: not free. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but as an MSP, uh, my it's it's tough uh, because it also depends on your position in said company and your goals um conferences offer a lot of value in a lot of different areas and if you go in and have your expectations set on a specific thing you could end up being disappointed um based on the information you have and as someone who's planned a conference i have a much more appreciation for those who put them together um, please ignore my camera glitching. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Uh, when I'm home, my camera glitches yeah, all the time. Uh, so I I can I see it as it's uh, yeah. does. but it's when I evaluate what conference I'm going to go to, I evaluate the agenda, mm-hmm. which can be difficult because a lot of time planning a conference, uh, like for instance, MSP Con hasn't closed our call for speakers yet, right. So I can't uh, put When is the
0: closing date for that
1: because that's a good That thing is to bring up. it
0: ends January
1: 31st, same day early bird ends. Oh, uh, perfect. there you go. So it is um So it's hard for us to to say you know we have talks come because we haven't picked them yet. Um yeah. we do have something that not other uh vendors really have or conferences have and that's our core sessions which um we have. We have a we have their uh, overall conversation what they're going to talk about and what they speak about and then we have the individuals we've selected them we've gone to them and say hey you want to talk about this um so that we have and we can kind of pitch but uh generally speaking the farther out when people are planning these things it's hard to get that because not all of the 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 submissions have been closed so uh once they are closed and you start looking at the agenda to plan what talks you may want to go to it becomes a little bit more of an interesting dichotomy because some conferences uh sell speaking slots to vendors yeah. uh or which yeah. is a most. very common let's, practice let's say most it's not all um, but most yep uh and not you uh msp geek con does not <laughs> despite the <laughs> repeated attempts that people trying to get me to sell them <laughs> one uh I'm hoping <clears> we okay then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so it is. It, you have to kind of do some due diligence on what you're reading. It may not be a something that's relevant to you. It may some the the topic title may be generic to get you to come to the conference uh, or to come to that uh, agenda. Oh, I look, my camera froze. I saw I saw it all happen all in real time. It was great. Um, yeah. It's beautiful, uh, but it's, it's all
0: right. We're getting the voice and the voice of Spooner is so much more important. Uh, uh, I love it. The freeze frame though. Um, yeah. Right. It's always yeah. in the worst possible. Like, <laughs> it,
1: it, you have to do some due diligence on the uh, speaker and the topics that they're covering to make sure that you understand what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, the, oh, the,
0: don't and that, I don't, again, a, yeah, yeah, not yeah, <laughs> it's it's just restarting, and I keep thumping it. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you something. So yeah. looking at under, it's not like okay. So I will. I was going to say it's not like the agendas call out the paid speaking spade paid sessions versus free sessions. Correct. I will say that some conferences are getting better at consolidating them, still offering the spade paid speaking, but those are identified and in a separate block from the learning sessions. And I appreciate that. Um, I think that's a best of both worlds, give the sponsors opportunity to do what they want to do, but the MSPs can completely ignore it and they're not losing education time because of it. Um, But as an, as an MSP um, where you have you have employees, you have superiors where you either have to justify why you can go to a conference. So like you and I have had these conversations before we're like, I gotta, you know, I can only go to this one, I can only go to this one. Or if your staff goes to conferences, I imagine you look at the agendas to justify, or maybe you and I have been around long enough where we know better. But you know, normally we look at the agendas to see here are the sessions, can the employee obtain value from those sessions? And that becomes a justification for sending them part of the justification, there's other values, um, or there's another other value in it. But how do you how do you determine which of those sound like sales pitches, which of those actually have meaningful value, when reviewing for like what you'll attend or what you'll send somebody else to attend? Um, well, let's
1: split off from that a little bit. Some conferences are dedicated to specific individuals. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, IT Nation's kind of geared towards the more, uh, IT Nation Connect is geared towards more business owners. IT Secure is geared more towards security. Um, You wouldn't go to, uh, in a bigger sized MSP with split roles and responsibilities, you wouldn't send your business owner who's responsible for the business to a security conference, right? That's not going to provide a lot of benefit aside from maybe educating on security stuff, but it's not going to give you what you really want. Um, Right. And uh, there's a lot of, Speakers who are in this for—I don't want to say clout because that's not the right word—but they personal yeah. brand. There's um, a, there's
0: a value to speaking on stage. I absolutely am strategic about when I do it. I I'm not going to lie about it. Like there's value to it because you also many times you're either you're giving up your time, even if the not all conferences will pay flight, hotel, logistics per diem for having you out. Right. Besides yeah. that, you're missing work many some do some absolutely do but on the speaker side there also has got to be a reason for to go right (laughs) yeah so and and i will tell you that bar is far at least when i'm speaking it's far higher for me um when i'm sponsoring something it's a little different but um if it's something i'm not like i'm going to enter uh, enterprise connect next uh in a few weeks like if i'm not sponsoring something i really take a harder look at it because now it's a conference where i'm only participating for an hour for two hours. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, a, it's a higher cost per time invested. Um, but I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. Yeah, to, to answer your question, though, when I evaluate agendas, um, mm-hmm.
1: the, the first thing I look for is the uh, title. Yeah. Um, that's gonna generally determine if it's for me or not. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, if it's looking, if it says cybersecurity, I'm generally already in the note, know- uh, area because yeah. I'm not, uh, that's not my area of expertise. Uh, and, but if it's like how to pitch cybersecurity or how to adapt cybersecurity into your business uh, and understand it, th- then I might be going to it because that's more towards what I'm working in nowadays. I think, you know, I'm more towards the business side than the actual work side. But if it's how to take your sock to the next level, uh, I'm probably going to skip that one. Um, but if right
0: right uh, (laughs) um, more interesting right or or rsa or yeah
1: um or it may be something that's uh you can generally spot the paid for sessions by the company
0: um yeah like i'm i'm looking here at uh so channel program henry tim uh the tech degenerates um, they're working on an event calendar. Um, I don't want to share yet cause it's still in project process, but go j- join the, uh, tech degenerates, uh, discord. We'll put a link on here or if Henry's on here, you can put it. Um, but this is the channel program event calendar just for people watching this. And I say this because, um, thank you for joining. I don't want to butcher your name. Um, but we were having this exact conversation in the hoodoo discord, uh, about, or I'm sorry, an MRU. Um, about conferences, and I don't think people realize exactly how many events. There's so many, <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, and I put the link in chat if anybody wants to go uh, to go see this. And you can filter it by you know event type, online, in person, blah blah. Um, but yeah, this is an insane amount. And so let's let's so like lunch and learn with Barracuda MSP you can almost be guaranteed there is a component of sales in there, right? Like that pops out to me, but I, I
1: would honestly say that every event, there's a component to sales, even ours has a, has oh, a sales component sure. in it. And, but most of them aren't always upfront with it.
0: Well, and then there's, there's a component of it too, where I would argue um, where I would say, So like there's one here uh, from Acronis, Uh, your engineer led guide to Acronis cybersecurity, how to use Acronis for, um... now I get if you're not using Acronis, that could be a sales thing, but if you are using Acronis, that's an educational thing. It's the Mm -hmm. same event, same cost on their end, same education, same speech on their end. Um, So it comes down to what your personal value is. And that's kind of what I'm getting to. I think a lot of us, uh, and this, again, this is something Kelsey had said, it's a lot of the MSPs, business owners, sometimes we look at a conference as a way to like, go hang out with our friends, go network or whatever. And I ab- that absolutely happens. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody who's hung out with either you or me or both, they know, um, but yeah. beyond that, um, it doesn't change. Uh, you know, I, I think just like having a business plan going to MSP, I think you should have, you know, any MSP going, should have a plan going to a conference, right? And plan your time for fun, plan your time for a BS. But I, I think you should go in going knowing what you're trying to get out of that conference before you step foot in onto the plane.
1: Oh, yeah, you should absolutely have some type of internal agenda. Um you're paying a lot of money to go. Uh and networking may be that agenda, building your in, your your personal network where you yep. there like uh, I was at IT Nation and uh I was there as MSP Geek, not my MSP. Um, so my agenda was different. My agenda was to network, uh, to, to meet people, to have conversations, to, um, to help anyone I could. And, uh, the problem was like, I didn't feel like I fulfilled my agenda because there was a bunch of people that I didn't get a chance to talk to. Um, which again, like it goes back to making sure that you, you follow what you can and, and try to do your best. And I talk to a lot of people. uh, (laughs) So you know, you just got to make sure that you you have some type of initial plan to get your ROI out of it. Because every event, you should have an ROI, even like, uh, even
0: sponsors have an ROI that they want to make sure to hit, Um, which isn't always money. There's, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, we count number of existing partners we've talked to, or yes, new leads, like, but it's not always closed deals. It's, you know, how many new contacts we made or any, I specifically go for business conversations and and strategic uh, relationships. Um, That's my ROI, right? Like, and also hanging out with friends. Like that is a ROI. We don't get to see each other in person very often. So I absolutely use that as a component, but I think there's value to that. Um, How many conversations have you or I, you and I, or, you know, or you and Mendy or or, uh, Slagle or any of us, like, sometimes we come up with some really good shit while we're, you know, sitting, having a drink and having some food. Yeah, there's value. Um, all right, let's get to the, uh, let's get to your favorite part. Uh, I, I, I know this is your, this is where you live by Reddit RMSP. Mm Um, absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, Google workspace sucks ass. I'm currently going through a current argument with Google right now because I can't get access to my reseller account. So I'm not going to argue that. Um, this is an MSP dispatch thing. Tuesdays and Fridays. Actually, just before this, uh, are any of these jumping out to you? I like the Copilot thing. We want to talk about that real quick. Um, sure, it's cool. Are you guys selling it to your clients? Uh, so, no. Uh,
1: copilot is there's two Copilots. I don't know if you knew this, or, refer, <laughs> or if, I don't know if your audience knows this. There's <laughs> several.
0: Um, <laughs> there's. Well, you, are two, two main ones.
1: Uh, GitHub's Copilot, which Microsoft yeah. owns GitHub, <laughs> so, which, which makes it even more confusing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the fact that GitHub has a Copilot for programming, and now Microsoft's selling not programming Copilot to uh, you know allowing you to sell it out, but I, I don't. I, I like AI. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I uh, but the AI that exists is an LLM and yes. most people are taking llms and associating that with machine learning and real artificial intelligence and that is just not true yeah uh and there are businesses constantly being spun up around ai and llms and it's it's not as good as people make it out to be <laughs> uh I, it, it's a fad at this point um it's out of it like it's absolutely great in specific areas marketing love oh, it. Oh, for
0: sure i, I... Like even stuff like um, if you go to chat GPT or any I, I prefer Claude AI at this point, Bing's actually gotten better since it stopped harassing people. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah so but like I'll I'll go to I'm going to do this, give me a project plan. these are my goals, right um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it does a really good job of breaking stuff down like that of things you may have missed. Um, I find GP, uh, I find AI to be very good at filling in the blanks um but not going from nothing to a fully fleshed out idea i think that's a mistake and i think that does i agree with you that's exactly how it's used sometimes um did you know that notepad is getting ai that's getting copilot oh god yeah so we covered that on tuesday's msp dispatch every tuesday and friday at 10 a.m eastern just before msp community live on friday um but we (laughs) did discover that and notepad's getting copilot. Notepad doesn't have bold, italicized or strike through, but it has copilot. Um that to me seems ridiculous. But you were saying there's multiple copilots. Um is there value for clients today with copilot specifically?
1: Depends on the use case. Okay. It and that's kind of everything it depends on. Like a, a uh building processes and procedures, uh, asking questions, learning more about the industry, sure. Uh, Having it actually do work at this point uh, is very limited in its capability. Um, Generating marketing content is great. I'd argue, I mean, obviously, a true marketing content creation person is going to be like, but it's horrible. True. (laughs) But as someone who doesn't do marketing, uh, it's easy. For me to be like all right write me this that sounds okay <laughs> right uh so it, there are things like that and uh asking legal questions and uh getting a better understanding of something It's i, I use it as a better search tool
0: yeah yeah I, I i use it for proofreading sometimes i use it for um getting stuff like I, like i use it for ideation and fleshing stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not final product, not initial idea, but somewhere in the middle of what does this look like? Um, And that works really well. Um, I have not used Copilot in Office um, yet. Um, I'm told Teams Premium uh, with Copilot is actually really amazing. Um, For what? I don't know. So uh, as a Fireflies replacement or an Otter AI replacement, um that works because anybody, yeah. So, and that to me is an excellent use of AI. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so for those of you that don't know, there's otter AI chat, uh, there's fireflies. There's actually several of these things, but I, I looked at five i ended up on fireflies. I know otter is very popular too. Um, takes your joins your meetings. Anybody who's been in a meeting seen like that one face that doesn't have or that one screen doesn't have any names, um, or picture. They're taking the recording of the call, digesting it pulling all the text out of it, turning it into, and then processing it through whatever things you want. Most of these things have pre-built. These are the topics. This was a sentiment. These were the highlights. But you can do cool stuff like, as you're talking, this thing, um, you're right, the last two minutes, let's make that a to-do. And Fireflies will sit there and make a to-do separate section that'll have whatever you guys were talking about, understand the context, paraphrase it, and put it as a to-do item. Um, that's amazing, and that's super helpful. as somebody who's promised a lot of things on a call and completely forgotten after, which <laughs> yeah, is right. why my EA has a job. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's uh, that's really amazing. and I love that. That is a phenomenal use of AI. Uh, Fireflies is also twenty bucks a user, and that gets very expensive um, so across an organization. So when you see stuff like teams having that kind of functionality, which again, I need to test, but it's cool that it has it. Um, that becomes something that has more value to me because teams has other benefits, single platform, single pane of glass, the other benefits of using teams, SharePoint and all the other fun stuff. Um, similarly, Slagle and I were talking, and I think this is going to, uh, we both think that this is going to become something that will be included into like business premium at some point after they raise the prices. Um. That's my biggest concern with AI. It's vendors throwing AI into everything and then realizing there's a significant cost to support it, especially with all these different, like let's call it Microsofting, where you create 17 iterations of the same thing, give it different names, different teams, and then put it in 17 different products and some of them die. Um, That's my concern, right? Um, That they're gonna start changing pricing or whatever based on this nonsense. Um, that may be valuable maybe not be valuable you get what i'm saying
1: yeah um it like i said it, it all depends uh i haven't seen there's been very few services that i have seen that i'm excited about as far as ai goes uh it, it can be like that doesn't already like chat gpt like it's, just, it's basically just a front end for chat gpt and at that point yeah. i'm just kind of like i'll just use chat gpt <laughs> uh So there's the I absolutely think AI is going to when it officially becomes better. like documentation, if I can inject my documentation into an AI system and have it, you know, give me results, and the, you know, uh, additional LLM features like, you know, hey, this is broken what's the setting I need to put it in for this firewall. And it gives me the details to log into the firewall, you know, like stuff like that, uh, as well as how to potentially fix it. That is amazing. But then you look at who updates the documentation,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. And so like stuff like that. Okay. So I forgot who did it. Uh, Well, let's, let's give credit where credit's due. Luke Whitelock, Kevin Tellar and many others years ago created, scripts for automatically documenting stuff in mm-hmm. whatever platform, right? IT glue, hoodoo, whatever. Um, and a lot of that's still used today, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that automatic ingestion of information, manipulation, and then putting it into whatever platform, that to me is fantastic. That is an excellent use of maybe not AI, but that's an excellent use of computational power, right? Now, yeah. if you use AI into it and say, okay, well, we know that every UPS, the battery should last about a year, two years, whatever. So we're on a two or three year refresh cycle for the battery or a yearly refresh cycle for the batteries, a five year refresh cycle for the the cases. Um, You can tell AI that and then say, when you identify something as a UPS, so it's an Eden, an APC or whatever is a UPS, make sure we automatically add a task for recurring uh, refreshes. And -hmm. if a tech doesn't have to do that, Dude, how much better would your life be if all proactive tasks were generated by AI?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, uh, but, but that's the that's the that's the thing that people are missing. It's they they yes. think LLM, which again, it's just a language model. <laughs> it's yeah. not artificial intelligence. It's just a smart version of giving you language. Um, they they assume that it does all these cool things, and while ChatGPT does have a lot of cool features, you still need to make it smart and yeah it uh, try try like pay for if you pay for the, the big version of GPT uh the premium version uh and you try to get it to do anything fancy like ingest uh logs and have it parse those like it it it's really bad. <laughs> yeah it's not well, good. And,
0: and I think Mendy was the one that pointed out to me it was Mendy you pointed out to me like the character limitation of posts you can send to Chat GPT. Oh yeah. Um, and then I think I think I remember Mindy complaining about for some things it doesn't remember context. So you have to send back the response and what you want done additionally to the response, something like that. It was, it was very convoluted. So um, for those
1: who don't know how chat GPT operates, when you start a conversation, it creates basically an AI or an API grouping to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're, I, I'm I don't know if this is how the website works, uh, but I'm going to assume it does just because of for fun. Um, But when you start that
0: the the website definitely has character limitations. um, Now, whether this is occurring that you're talking about is the cause of that. I don't know. So when
1: you send a, hey, help me with this thing, ChatGPT, it replies back. When you say, okay, what about this? The previous discussion has to get sent back via the API, which means you are sending back months worth of conversations potentially to this AI. So it can remember what it said to you. Uh, And then it doesn't properly digest it or ingest it. And you, 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 like, I mean, I've had like stuff that it's recommended to me and I've had long standing conversations. uh, And yeah. So when you, ask it about knowledge base expert expansion it will send it back to you it'll send back you're sending this full conversation to it again
0: right and to, so, to quote unquote keep the which context is crazy which is crazy that's like and so those limitations now okay this is iteration it's not iteration one it's, let's call it iteration one in the context yeah. of msps right this is the most popular this is the pampers of of AI for us. This is the name brand of AI for us. Um, but there's Azure uh, has these services, GCS, AWS has these services. You can absolutely build your own a- LLM. Um, hell, Jimmy Hatzel just launched a company based on yeah. providing AI uh, services for MSPs. Uh, so, you know, Hats AI. So, and in those contexts, I think they do actually do a better job of maintaining the context, maintaining information and processing. Um, I think this just may be a construct of the globe is using it versus Kyle Spooner for his, for IntelliCop or, you know, Ray Resini for OIT or whatever. Um, And that's where I think uh, MSPs are kind of, kind of moved towards, but this is kind of like big data analytics, right? Like big data analytics is a thing. And I think MSPs are getting better and better and better at it. They're not in the big data analytics yet, but MSPs are definitely getting better at dashboards, KPIs, metrics, um, for stuff beyond just patching, right? <laughs> like MSPs are getting better at that. Um, so I w- hope MSPs will start creating subject matter experts. Like we have automation experts start creating AI subject matter experts of how to implement that for MSPs. Um, Henry says, how about all the free training data Microsoft is getting out of people rushing to dump their data into Copilot?" That is my biggest concern. Uh, i rallied about that a million times. I am
1: going to say that that doesn't matter uh, because they have already dumped their data into ChatGPT, which they basically own.
0: uh no remember they have one board on top of the other board and all that crap oh that was such a mess last year um uh which we call it i'm not even sure who the ceo is at this point um yes but and co-pilot is a challenge but that's one of the things i talk to people about where chat i agree with you people are not using chat gpt responsibly they're not using ai responsibly in many 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 cases even msps that i talk to sometimes i'm like are you out of your mind? You gave it a freaking API token, like to connect to something. Like, are you crazy? Um, you know, so stuff like that, or sending logs with passwords in them, things like that. Um, but Azure has data sovereignty control, so you, if you build it, you can configure it. But apps, Azure absolutely has that data sovereignty control. Um, to my knowledge, GCS, Copilot, ChatGPT, and AWS—none of theirs have data sovereignty rules. Um, so at least, which is why I norm- almost always recommend Azure, which requires a significant amount of more effort than something pre-built. Um, but Azure is one of the few places you can control your data, um, which I don't think anybody actually looks at besides me and probably anybody with security in their title. Um, but I, th- you know, are you having AI conversations with your staff at least on appropriate use? no (laughs) i'm sorry i didn't mean to call out your stuff i realized
1: i just called out your entire company no it's fine Um, uh i mean i don't know that the conversation hasn't taken place i specifically have not had that conversation i should say
0: well and and i will extend that to i haven't seen data sovereignty conversations in many of our communities right Generous Discord, Geek, uh, MRU, mm-hmm. um, Reddit. I haven't seen those conversations a whole lot. Um, there are a few and far between, like Henry Tim speaking up. Um, but I don't see MSPs talking about that. I've seen Sobel talk about it. I've seen you know other analysts talk about it. Um, that worries me a little bit of we're in this. I, would you agree that we're in this state where security is probably the paramount concern for every MSP at this point? No. No? Okay. Tell me why. Give me a spoonful of advice. I love this when you argue with me. Tell me. <laughs> it's. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. Okay. Because it
1: absolutely should. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying that as, based on my experiences and understanding of the MSP world in space, uh, the MSP's concerns aren't generally the same as the market's concerns. Okay. Where, Like for instance, uh, automation. Mm, there okay. are MSPs, uh, a large amount of MSPs that don't take advantage of any automation, they don't, that have yes. an RMM tool specifically for Screen Connect or Splashtop or TeamViewer or whatever remote control comes with it. Um, that is the only reason they have an RMM. I, I,
0: I will not, I will admit that my first, oh, maybe, years of using a real, cause I use like go to assist before I got into a real arm. I think N central was my first. And then I moved to lab tech, um, but I'll be honest. I even lab tech, I used it for like a year where it was just a, and it wasn't screen connected at the time. It was, I forget the VNC or whatever bullshit. Um, but that was the only use I had for it, for remote control, <laughs> it wasn't, yeah. forget automation, forget scripting. Yep. Uh, and they hope it patches. <laughs> They oh expect my god, it to oh, patch. Dude. Uh, They don't expect it started. to
1: patch. They, like, they don't, uh, but they don't, that's that's why I say that it's not a concern. It's because they don't, they assume things are taken care of. They assume yes. things are done. They buy a tool and it's, that, that's it. That's all I need. I don't need to worry about anything else. And uh, that is why I said no. Um, they don't comprehend the, like, for me, instance, like, I will, I, I admit now 100% that, uh, I refuse to learn anything about security. Uh, <laughs> I can't. What, uh, okay. I, okay. Can't. I was
0: going to say that's okay. Well, okay, that I, okay I, when I say
1: anything, I mean like specifics, like I normally would. Right. Like I'm not going to dive into the details
0: of why this yes. log is important to the other one. I can't use that brain power anymore.
1: I, I joke about I, it,
0: but when uh, John Hammond did his video with doing uh, talking about Log4j and he used Minecraft to show it. That was the only video I've ever seen on his channel that I actually understood start to finish. I mean, yeah, so exactly. Yes, I, I agree with you. There's us that are security aware. And then, fortunately or unfortunately, you and I have a lot of friends that are real security people. So, yes, yes I agree with you. I'm, we're, I'm not, I have no interest in getting, getting down that path. But 100%. I also know that we need someone who does. <laughs> so, 100%. 100%.
1: And I and, and I leave that to the, those experts. You know, we, we have someone dedicated, we have a CISO, like that's that's an important thing, but the nitty-gritty details of the uh you know that I leave to someone, I, I can't spend the brain power to do that anymore. Um, especially with the rapid changing of everything. But the, oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, MSPs don't know. That they need to it needs to be a security thing or a critical thing that they should be paying attention to constantly just like with automation just like with ai they don't people don't comprehend this they buy it they say they plug it in and it's not a light bulb you have to work to maintain it uh it go it, it going off and you replacing the the bulb is not you know it's
0: funny because so many, you're right. So many MSPs miss that. Oh, I built it; it works. And then who's maintaining it? Because inevitably, something—especially if you built anything around Microsoft or you know a few other select vendors—that they kill endpoints all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one vendor that changes the response on endpoints, so you have to <laughs> proactively, like, if you haven't built in really good like error catching and and management uh, notification, like, you will get caught and stuff will break and you'll be caught out. And then I'm sure. You've been in this situation i know i have where i'll look at a, a repo that i built a, a year two three years ago and i'm like i don't remember and i'm good at, at, at like commenting and there'll still be times like i don't remember how this function works or where it plays into everything else you um, have to reverse re-reverse engineer your own stuff that you've written absolutely uh which sometimes can take the same amount of time it took to write in the first place yeah <laughs> so... <laughs> i <I'm> to <into> that <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's forgetting the whole, oh, no, I can do this a little better here. I can do this a little better here. The refactoring conversation. Don't, don't get me started on that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean. So, so it's, let's, it's let's a sad it. no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like MFA. Like, it's when I asked Tony on Dispatch, you know, when are we going to stop talking about, you know, breaches that could have been uh, or, you know, incidents that could have been stopped by MFA. And it's always like, eh, I don't know. Well, um, yeah. So with that said, let's let's end, because uh, we're at the top of the hour, let's end on a little bit of positive. Um, what are you looking forward to uh, next week?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to making progress on all the stuff I'm working on. Um, a lot of people put a a hard deadline on accomplishing things. Like, I'm working on this. It has to be done. Like, if it's not done, I am now upset at myself. But okay. I am trying to work towards the mindset of as long as I'm making progress, as long as I'm iterating on the where it's at now,
0: then then it's great. I love it. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing more sales for MSP GeekCon uh, May <laughs> 2024. <laughs> I realize Kyle should be shilling more than I do. It's just I, I, I had so much. in fun my nature. I struggle
1: so much to to, to bring it up.
0: You're not a self promoter. I'll do it for you. And, and for those who don't it. know, I was in the chat last week uh, uh, while you guys are, or one of the weeks while you guys are covering, and I'm like, Kyle, make sure you mention geek. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but seriously, very worthwhile conference. We have Rob coming up, uh, Right of Boom, Right yeah Boom, um, yeah. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to that. Not looking forward to Vegas, but I am looking forward to write a Boom. Or wait, where's Right Boom? It's Vegas, right? It's Vegas. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Uh, I'm going to Vegas a couple times this year. I. I'm Vegas out, but, sure. um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to ride a boom, which is a fantastic conference. And, uh, we'll both be there. So if you're going to ride a boom, let us know, hit us up on either MSP geek, uh, or cause we're both on MSP geek, obviously. And we're both on the MMN discord. Uh, and we're probably in a million other places. Sure. Here, right? <laughs> so, uh, hit us up on either one and thanks for hanging out, everybody. We appreciate you until next time. Take care of yourselves and each other. Bye. Yeah, this is the time where I have to look for the closing and I completely forgot where it's at. Oh, that's good. Well, I usually wave, but I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'll wave with two hands. Bye.
1: been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.